Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 15. I'm your host, Carter E. On the other side of the table from me is our producer, Jeff Mulvahill. You can check out his work at www.instagimage.com. Today's main sponsor is Double J Auto in Gardnerville. You can check them out online at www.instagimage.com. DoubleJAutoNV.com. Not going to be the longest episode today as winter sports have officially concluded here in northern Nevada. We've got a good little recap on both the girls and boys state semifinals in which Douglas fell in both of them to cap their seasons. And then we will run through the all region teams that were released Sunday through uh, northern Nevada. They're nothing too surprising, at least not that I have seen or has been pointed out to me so far. Um, maybe maybe some names that could have been up a little higher, or down a little higher. I won't get too much into those specific details, but I will run through who is where and how they were able to pull that off, both for basketball and for wrestling as well. So we will get into it with the state semifinals, Douglas and Liberty on the boys' side, and then Douglas and Centennial on the girls' side. Jeff, we knew going in, to this past weekend's game that Douglas was definitely going to be the underdog in both of those contests. Nothing really is a shame to Douglas more of just the schools in Vegas are, are sometimes at just at another level. Uh, and that's what we saw from Centennial, but we will get to that game in a second. We will start with the Douglas boys who fell 62 to 43 to Liberty. Liberty went on to knock off Bishop Gorman in the state championship game in class 5A. They did so in overtime as well. It was the fourth time Liberty and Gorman had played this year. First time Liberty had been able to beat the Gales. Ends Gorman's perfect season. Gorman was 30 and 0 after beating Spanish Springs in the regional semifinals. They end the year 30 and 1. So once again, Liberty is your class 5A boys state champion in Nevada. Douglas, as I said, fell 62-43 to the Patriots. You know, I thought it was a pretty decent performance from the Tigers. Obviously, you get a new environment. You get some much deeper backdrops on hoops that you don't get to shoot around on a lot. I know that's a gym that I'm sure plenty of the Douglas kids have been in a lot to watch games, but whether or not they've actually got to shoot on that floor and had time to do so outside of just your normal pregame warmups is a is another thing all unto itself still a really cool atmosphere though douglas brought quite a few students had a nice student section rocking initially behind the girls bench and then moved behind uh, a hoop so they were not behind the liberty bench which was probably a very smart idea whoever made that decision that it's always fun to be in that kind of atmosphere knowing what's what's at stake and uh, for a Douglas team that came off a regional title in which they beat Spanish Springs after allowing just 10 points in the second half at Carson High. I, I mean, like I, like I wrote in my recap, obviously, Douglas, any, you could talk to anybody for Douglas, and they would have wanted to be in that Class 5A state championship against Corman. I don't think that is breaking news to anybody. But, you know, sometimes sports, you just run into, they run into matchups that are a little lopsided and you ran in, you lost to the eventual state champions. So yeah. the state championship went through Douglas. Had yeah. to get through Douglas to win. <laughs> that is that is definitely a way to look at it there. So while we're talking about the boys' side of things, let's go ahead and run through the postseason awards or the Northern Nevada All Region Class Five A teams. Big reason why Douglas was in the position it was, Casey Boggs. He is your Class Five A Northern Nevada Player of the Year. 
in his senior season. He led the North with an average of 20.3 points per game. Shot 32% from three and 44% from the floor over the course of the 26 games Douglas played this season. Like I said, led the North, averaging 20.3 points per game. They're well-deserved for Case and Boggs. Teammate Chris Smalley joins him he, as a first-team all-league selection for the Tigers in his senior season. Two players that are going to be significantly missed for the Tigers next season. And there's not going to be shoes to fill. I know that's a, a cliche. It's even, even when I say in my questions a lot of times, but I guarantee you Corey Thacker will say something along the lines of those are not shoes you can fill. Those are just guys you have to try to find ways to to replace, which I know isn't saying much more in that in that realm, but when you lose two very impactful seniors, it's it's tough to just uh, pick and place there unless you are, you know, Bishop Gorman or teams of of that magnitude. But Chris Smalley finishes as a first team all league selection. He I think he finished the year almost averaging a double double between points and rebounds. He averaged eleven point two points per game this season, which was fifteenth in the north. He also shot fifty two percent from the floor, which is pretty good. And uh a player, a future football player at the University of Nevada. I'm sure kind of cool for him to get go in the basketball locker room for the state semifinal. But uh, a guy who's capable of jumping out of the gym, pretty much. He had threw down quite a few dunks this year for the Tigers. Really got him going. Slammed home an oop to start the regional championship against Spanish Springs and really set the tone for that game there. Parsa Hajigasmi for Carson, the other first team, all league selection here in Northern Nevada in our coverage area. Can't say I'm too surprised by that. He finishes the season second in points per game in the North behind Case and Boggs, averaging 19.6. Dominic Williams for Reed did finish the year averaging 20 points, but he only played 11 games. At least that's currently what is on max preps. So I'm going to say with a minimum of 15 games played, Parsa is the second leading scorer in the North this season. He shot 35% from three, 40% from the floor. I know those are numbers he probably would have liked to have a little higher, but still rewarded for his work this season. Like I said, a first-team all-region selection for Haji Gasmi in his senior year. We will see what both he and Kaysen Boggs end up doing next year and where they might end up playing at the collegiate level. On to the second team all-league selection, J.C. Reed for Douglas, who will be returning next year. He is just a junior, is a second team all-league selection. I apologize, that was poorly worded on my part there. But he's the only local selection uh, for the second team. However, quite a few honorable mentions. Senior guard for Douglas, Dakota Jones, ends up on the honorable mention list along with Carson's Brandon Gronke and DiCarlo Quintana. DC or DiCarlo Quintana is a junior, so he will be back next season. However, Gronky and Dakota Jones, as I alluded to just a second ago, both finish out their playing careers with a all league selection. I would say the only name that quote unquote surprised me was McQueen's Amari Davis as an honorable mention. I thought he probably could have been a little higher than that, but he is a sophomore, so he's got two more years. I didn't see McQueen until the end of the season, but boy, oh boy, he was he was he was dangerous when uh, when he got the ball and he finishes the year fifteen or excuse me fifth in scoring with an average of fifteen points per game. So pretty effective season there. I'm not gonna not gonna sit here on a on a pedestal and get all mad, but I do I do uh, I do wonder if he could have been a little higher there. But 
that, you know, that's just sometimes how it goes. Uh, Kyle Penny is your boys 5A coach of the year. Obviously, this was voted on before the regional tournament. So Spanish Springs 16-0 and through league play. Can't really go another way with that. However, I say that, and then you get over to the girls' side. Bishop Minogue went 16-0. However, your girls' coach of the year was Erica McKenzie from Damati Ranch. They were second in the north in girls' play this season. And that came after initially losing to Douglas in their first league game. So they went 12-3 and the rest of the way there. However, before I get to these all-region teams on the girls' side, I will talk just real quickly about that Centennial-Douglas game. It was... For me, it was cool to see Douglas still be in high spirits despite the final score. Obviously, 65-9 to is not something you want to see at a state semifinal. That is just how the state of Nevada seems to go some of these years. And I didn't realize this until a parent pointed it out to me, but Centennial's 93-34 win over Bishop Minogue in the state finals was actually by a bigger point margin than Douglas's loss of 65-9. It's a difference of three points, I believe, but still... A smaller point margin or a smaller loss margin for the Tigers than for the Miners of Bishop Minogue. Douglas ends the year, I believe, with an 18 and 9 record there. Uh, as I said in my recap, which I'm sure plenty of you guys have seen who are listening to this at this point, resiliency was kind of the name of the game this year for that Tiger girls team. And they showed it time and time again, no matter what happened, whether it be injuries, coaching changes. Didn't matter. Finished the year with six straight wins, the last being that regional semifinal win over Damani Ranch at Damani Ranch. And a team that just never seemed to get too too down on itself, no matter what was going on, uh, whether it be dancing during timeouts or, you know, trailing big in the third quarter in the state semifinal and deciding everybody's going to hop off the bench and pretend to row the boat. Uh, I know PJ Fleck would appreciate that. So that's a... That's a Mac school, former Mac school shout out. Uh, if you get that reference, I appreciate you. They get teed up for that? Uh, no, no, That's I don't. Good. I, I've seen that in the past and it's so frustrating. You got to let that go at that point. Yeah. <laughs> if we're in a close game and they interfere with the play, fine. But it was 43 to 4 at halftime. I'm not saying that to insult anybody. I'm just saying that there are things capable of being let go in a high school basketball game, especially teams having fun and not. You know, it's not taunting or anything in that realm. Uh, however, let's transition into these all league teams. As I led to just a second ago, Reno's Adia Walker is your player of the year. She just does that as a junior. So she will be back next season for the Huskies. Our only first team all league selection is junior forward Camden Miller for Douglas. You know, they have her listed at forward, but Camden Miller more often than not ended up taking the ball at the floor and was was capable of doing pretty much anything the Tiger girls needed this season. She ends the year averaging roughly nine points a game while shooting 45% from the floor for the Tigers. A solid year for her as well. It won't be the last time you hear her name. She's also, I believe, in all-region selection for soccer as well from the fall. So plenty more to hear on the Camden Miller front there. Dresserville native Jalen Yarrow was also a first-team all-league selection for Bishop Minogue as a sophomore. Over to second-team all-league selection where the Tigers had two more players make the list. Addie Dorr and Riley Mello both were second-team all-league selections on the inside. Addie Dorr was listed as a forward, Riley Mello as a center. Mello is signed to play volleyball 
in college next season, but a good way to cap her senior season for the Tigers with a second team all league selection. Addie Dore finished her junior year, as I said, with a second team all league selection. She led the Tigers averaging 10 points a game, shot 58% from the floor of the season, which is pretty impressive no matter what level you are playing at. Very good at getting inside and making teams pay for giving her space around the rim and pretty much did that against anybody she could. That was a very, very effective game plan for the Tigers, and they knew they had scoring possibilities pretty much anywhere on the floor at any given time and able to make that work for their first state tournament appearance in 20 years. So overall, a really solid season for the Tigers once again. Rounding out our all-league selections, our honorable mentions, where we have Casey Johnston from Carson High School. Johnson averaged 9.8 points a game for the Senators, who did obviously not have a great season, but still a bright spot for Carson High this season. We also end the year with state wrestling, where we had, I believe, 17 wrestlers down at the state tournament. A number of results there. I won't run you through all of them because most of them ended up on the North All-Region Wrestling teams this year. So I'll quickly run through that. No wrestlers of the year for Douglas or Carson. However, plenty to mention here. Luke Fournier, a first-team selection at 106 for Douglas. They also had second-team selections in Victor Valdez and Cody Highfill at 113 pounds for the Tigers. At 120, obviously, you were going to see Lucas Wold there for Carson. He took second at the state tournament at 120 pounds. Hunter Morris from the Tigers joins Lucas Wold is a first-team selection at 120 pounds. Second team, Nathaniel Rodriguez from Carson and Jacob Lewis from Douglas get those postseason honors. At 126 pounds, your first-team selections are Anthony Garobo from Carson, who was also second at the state tournament. Connor Morris from Douglas, who only lost a handful of times this season, had a pretty nice season on the mat. And then second-team selection, you got Gunnar Morris as well for the Tigers, nobody local, local relatively speaking, nobody from Carson or Douglas at 132 pounds. If you want to read that and find out who's there, check out my coverage online at www.nevadaappeal.com backslash sports. I will have listed out. You can also find it on Twitter at Carter Eckel. That is E-C-K-L. But anyways, to 138 pounds. Toby Kreibel is a second team selection for Carson. Forgive me if I mispronounce his last name there. I've been working on it. But first team, John Barnes Hurt at 145 pounds. Picks up a nice selection there. He was at the state tournament at Cimarron Memorial High School about a week ago. At 152 pounds, Aiden Marhevka is a second team selection for the Senators. Moving on to 170 pounds where Jeffrey Heaton also picked up a second team selection for Carson. Sage Addy, a second team Nod at 182 pounds for Douglas. Manuel Garcia also getting a second team selection for the Tigers at 195 pounds. And Michael White caps the all-region selections for Carson Douglas as a first team selection at heavyweight. He was also your 285-pound regional champion here in Northern Nevada as well. Jeff, that does it for winter sports. Obviously, we got a nice little spring slate coming up. Forgive me if I miss a sport here, but baseball, softball, boys golf, track and field, swimming and diving. I, I know lacrosse is not yet a sanctioned sport, but lacrosse is going on. 
and it is a very quick season. <laughs> we do not do not have a whole lot of time to mess around here with the spring sports season as we come up on the end of the school year. Anything in particular you are looking forward to this spring? The cold weather, of course. <laughs> Uh, it, it, you know it's cold. Yeah, as soon as it snaps cold, we know spring sports are starting. So bundle up because spring is here. That's the perks of having our friends at InstaImage.com out taking photos as I can hide in a press box and at least avoid some of the inclement weather. We'll let Jeff handle all those fun snowy days out on the cars and high baseball and softball field. But anyways, that's going to do it for episode 15 of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. Thanks again to today's main sponsor, Double J Auto in Gardnerville. That is able to find them online at www.doublejautonv.com. Also, thanks again to my producer, Jeff Mulvihill, who does some great work at putting this all together and does some great photography work as well. And we will catch you guys next week. Next week.